1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be talking about the basics of scent control for deer hunting. Now, scent management is one of the biggest things that people talk about when it comes to deer hunting and how to be successful, There are books devoted to it. There are university programs devoted to it. There's an entire industry of of who knows how many billions of dollars that's devoted to it. It is a big topic and a big subject. There's a lot that can be said. If you ask two people, you get three opinions on what to do, how to do it, what's important, what products to use, what not to use, blah, blah, blah. It goes on forever. But where do you get started? What does a beginner need to know about scent management? What does somebody at the novice or amateur level need to know to get started and just not make any huge blunders? Well, that's what we're gonna talk about today. When I first got started in deer hunting, there's just a handful of tips I wish I would've known that literally could have made the difference between several successful seasons and unsuccessful seasons. Little stuff that, you know, its easy to say, that I can say in one podcast and give you guys tools that took me years to learn, just quick and simple. First, let me start by saying there are so many products that are out there. There's just so many things that you could get regarding this topic and this subject. There are sprays that you can get. There are techniques and how to wash your clothes and where to store your clothes and what to spray your boots with and what to eat, what not to eat. A lot of that has merit. A lot of that has its place. The beginner ought not think about any of that. It's just, these are high level things. Uh, things that if you're hunting, you know, way out there in the, in the woods, where no deer smelled a person in years or ever. You know, there there's a lot more to be said about it there. Most of the deer that people hunt though, especially beginners, live near other houses and people. There there's very few hunters that are going to go hunt deer somewhere where there are not people within a mile or two. So deer smell people, they know people, they're familiar with people, they're not spooked by the smell of people um just in general. So you know, there's a level of scent control that is really most applicable for people that are, are getting way out there, that are very serious, that are probably going after trophy deer or elk or other game that's just you know, way out in the wild. Most of what we've got around where you're going to hunt as a beginner is not that intense. So a lot of those products and things, you could think about that down the road, but if you're just going after a deer to get a deer, you're a beginner, you're getting started, what do you need to know? First things first, I the, the number one thing I wish somebody would have told me is where you walk, you leave scent. Um... That's that's pretty much the biggest thing. People say you gotta play the wind and you gotta watch the wind and where you sit. And you know, there's some truth to that, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. But here's the biggest thing for new hunters. New hunters tend to sit for a while, then they get antsy, they wanna go on a walkabout, they wanna still hunt, they wanna stalk through the woods looking for deer. They've been out for half a day or a day or a couple days, and then they just wanna walk around and they figure there's gotta be deer around, I'll just walk around till I find them. That generally doesn't work, especially for beginners, but here's what happens. As soon as you start walking through the woods, everywhere your boots touch, whether you keep them inside, outside, spray them or don't spray them, you're leaving scent behind. Maybe a little, maybe a lot. And you're also, as big or bigger than that, is creating noise and you're visible, so what tends to happen is you get up and walk around and everywhere you walk, you're essentially saying, I've killed this area for the rest of the season. No deer are going to walk here again for days or weeks. Uh, I've killed any chance of hunting this area for the rest of the season. That's essentially what you're doing. That's what I wish somebody would have told me at the beginning, because I, I have, you know, uh, a plot to, to hunt. One time it was, you know, about a hundred acres, another it was like 10 acres. And I'd sit for a while, then I figured, well, there's got to be deer somewhere around here. So I'd get up and I'd go, you know, slowly and sneakily stalk about all the best spots on the property. What I didn't realize I was doing was pushing all of the deer off the property, leaving scent behind and essentially making sure no deer were gonna be around that area again for the rest of the season. And if they were there, they were gonna be on high alert. And you really don't want to get up and move. You wanna find your spot before the season starts. You wanna find a route to your spot where you are not walking through any of the areas that you plan the hunt or are or, or hoping deer gonna walk through. Because uh, essentially, you walk through the woods, you leave an invisible line behind you that deer don't want to cross. Now, there's exceptions to every rule, and I'm going to get into that in a minute. So, um, you know, just give me a second here to, to make a bigger point, and then we'll talk about the, the exceptions. But wherever you walk, you're leaving a line in the woods, and that line will will go with the wind, even some, some distance in every direction, in terms of people have been here, here's scent, And in hunting season, more than any other time of the year, deer spooked. Shots are getting fired in the woods. People are in the woods. They're seeing people, smelling people, hearing people, um, and they're on high alert to begin with. And then you go and leave some scent in the woods and in may, it may not really matter much. They may not really care, but in the middle of hunting season... When they're on high alert and they smell anything that's out of the ordinary, that could be the difference between deer walking on that piece of property again till the end of the season. You know, it could be days, could wait, need a couple rainfalls to wash the scent out, so forth and so on. So you really need to think in advance. Before you walk anywhere, just, here's the rule of thumb, before you walk, assume anywhere at my walk I'm killing that area for the rest of the season. So If I don't see and shoot a deer on that walk, there's no sense coming back to that area again in the season. There's no sense setting up another stand or setting up on the ground or however you're going to set up. You just no sense in even coming back there. So If you're going to walk around, if you're going to walk through the woods, don't do it until the very end of the season. If you get desperate, if you feel like you've got to wait till the end of the season so you're not messing up the rest of that property for the rest of the season or for other hunters and as big as the scent is the noise and just you're creating hunting pressure by walking around so that's the number one rule of thumb number two deer smell um wherever you are they can smell you based on the wind and if they're close enough they may not even need the wind so their, their noses are much better than ours, so wherever you set up, you've got to understand where the wind is and how the wind's blowing. If you're high, if you're low, if you're in the trees, that scent tends to not be as strong at ground level. Even if they catch some whiff of it, it's not as threatening than if the scent was at ground level. So you know, if you're sitting with your back to the wind and the wind's blowing you know, right past you wherever you're looking, you're in a bad spot. You need to be facing the other way. You need to be facing into the wind so the wind's blowing to you if you can help it at all. That way, whatever you're looking at is not going to be obstructed by the scent that you're leaving behind. So that's the number two point. Not as big as number one, but that's the number two point. The number three point regarding scent is you want to be careful with just the, the extra scent that you bring with you. Uh, You know, people get crazy. They shower in rainwater. They wash their clothes in rainwater. They hang them out to dry for three weeks. They don't eat anything spicy. They don't eat garlic. They just eat the blandest food that they can. And then they put on these rainwashed clothes after they wash themselves in rainwater and go out into the woods. And you know what? That may help a little especially if you're in a far out circumstance where the animals have not smelled people anytime ever maybe. But in terms of just regular hunting that most people are gonna do, especially beginners, uh, that's it's really overkill. What you do wanna watch out for is one, don't use fancy fabric softeners. Don't use fancy scented detergents. Just use a regular detergent or an unscented detergent, no fabric softener on your outer layers. Um, you know, if you're in a shower, use regular soap, don't use perfumey stuff, and don't spray cologne or perfume on before you go out. I mean, that's really the most important stuff. Just be careful. You know, if you've got your your hunting stuff, don't put it somewhere where it's just going to absorb smell. Don't sit it in the kitchen and then cook, and then that absorbs all that extra odor. You just got to think about this in terms of, you know what the deer in your area might smell. They smell people walking around. They smell people walking to their cars. They smell people sitting on their back porch. What they don't smell is somebody who sat their hunting jacket in a kitchen and then you know cooked a uh, spicy food for two weeks and then took those clothes out and hung them in the woods. And there's just an intensity there that deer are not going to be familiar with, and it's going to spook them, um, you know, at a high level. So just think basic stuff. You know, don't hang your stuff in the garage if you've got cars in the garage and it might absorb oil and other odors. Hang them in the basement. You know, hang them anywhere that's neutral, that's just not going to have kitchen odor or heavy industrial odor. Just regular stuff because deer are used to smelling regular stuff. Where do you keep your coats normally? Put your hunting coat there. You know, deer are used to smelling people and things like that. So just think normal. Don't think of of what do I have to do to cut back my scent? Just think of what steps can I do to make sure that I don't add any scent beyond normal of what a regular person would have walking around outside or in the woods?
0: They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
1: So those are the three points. Number one, anywhere you walk, just consider that area is dead for the season. That's the rule of thumb. Number two, wherever you are, they can smell you, especially based on the wind. So make sure you're at least conscious of the wind and try not to set up with your the wind blowing, you know, from your back to your front so that wherever you're looking is polluted by scent. And then number 3, just basic scent control in terms of don't leave that don't, don't put your gear or yourself in a position where you're going to pick up extra scent beyond whatever your your regular everyday stuff might be. And whatever deer might regularly smell on people um, you know, every day and stuff like that. So those are the three sort of main points that you need to keep in mind. Now there's exceptions to all of it. There really are. I have seen, I've walked down a trail, sat for a couple hours, walked back, and seen deer literally just cross right over my trail. They didn't stop, they didn't hesitate, they didn't sniff, they didn't care. They just, whatever, it's been a couple hours, they walked right past it. And I remember standing there just like amazed by that, going, I didn't even have my gun ready to shoot because I just assumed no deer is going to cross that scent line. And, you know, I just wasn't prepared for that. But there's exceptions to every one of these things. I'd say all these three points are rules of thumb, right? They're, they're, they're true 80% of the time. Um, it's, now, the way that it works is older deer, bigger deer, more experienced deer are usually more sensitive. Now, when I say sensitive, I don't mean they can smell better, but I mean when they smell something, they they think about it more, they're more easily spooked by it because they've they've had more experience, they've had more run-ins with people, they've seen more of their buddies get shot, I don't know, whatever the reason is, they're more sensitive to it. You know, a two-year-old doe and a five-year-old doe, the, the, the two-year-old doe is much less likely to care or have any second thoughts, where the older doe... Uh, maybe on point, she may get within a couple yards of a scent trail and just stop, start making noise. And I've had that happen. I've been out in the woods, um, you know, especially in other seasons like turkey hunting. Deer gets within 40 yards of me and where I was walking. Stops, you know, is bothered, tails up in the air, looking at me, sniffing, snorting, stomping. And then eventually just causing all kind of racket, scaring every critter in the woods for five miles in every direction. So, there are certain times where you're like, I didn't even do anything. There's no way that they would have smelled me under any normal conditions. And they're hypersensitive to it. And then there's other times where there's no way they should have ever even gotten close to you. And they just didn't care. You know? they're Maybe they're used to eating out of somebody's backyard where they're walking all the time. And they smell you and it's no big thing. Who knows? Or maybe they're just they're too hungry or they're too motivated or... Whatever the reason, it doesn't bother them as much. So you just want to keep that in mind. There's no hard, fast rule. Always be on guard. But keep in mind the three major, the three rules of thumb. You know, true 80% of the time. Wherever you walk, that that area is done. Uh, Watch the wind for where you're sitting. And then be careful not to drag extra scent into the woods. If you can do those three things, then you can significantly increase your chances to bring home a deer. You can also get in the woods and get some good experience to to give you some experience based on scent and scent control and what you might want to do to go above and beyond that, which we may talk about in a future episode. Now, I know some people are going to disagree with me, and that's all right. My opinions are based on my education and my experience. People of different education or different experience are going to have different opinions but this is what I've seen to be true. This is what I've seen happen. These are the things that have helped me be successful in the woods and the things that have boosted my odds. So I offer that to you guys. I hope that that's helpful. Uh, The good news is you don't have to spend any extra money on scent control. Um, You know, For 90% of deer hunting, if you're going to go to that top, super upper echelon, then maybe you need to do some extra stuff and you can think about that in a future season once you get out there get some experience and get some success so appreciate you guys for listening Um, please share this show with somebody else who's thinking about hunting or has uh, as a beginner in hunting or they're just getting into deer hunting you know get this in front of somebody subscribe to this show on iTunes or on Google Podcast or wherever you're listening, and please go ahead and leave us uh, some feedback. Give us a review, a rating. Go on the NewHuntersGuide.com. Read the show notes where there's more information on this episode and other episodes. And above all things, if you guys have questions, if you have comments, you know, please send them to me through the website. I get every single question. I get every single comment. And I'd love to hear what you guys are thinking or want to know and then talk about that in future episodes or just respond to you with advice on a one-on-one basis. So till then, God bless. You guys have a great one and go get them in the woods.